You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And this week we have in the guest chair, Rachel King. Rachel is a woman of faith, wife, boy mom, and a certified nutrition coach and has personally maintained a 45 pound weight loss. Her goal is to empower women to find their confidence and fulfill their greater purpose by providing the nutrition education needed to become the highest versions of themselves and share it with their families. She offers online customized one-on-one nutrition coaching services. Rachel's passion is coaching clients to lasting change and food freedom. Let's welcome Rachel to the podcast. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. And I'm super excited to have you. Rachel, I want you to tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. So something that lots of people don't know about me is that I actually went to college on a music scholarship. I did music for an entire year before I decided that wasn't the path that I wanted to take, but I took piano lessons when I was younger and I was in the high school band and played trumpet and I sing at church when I can. So music is very much part of my life. Oh, I love that. And what, so you sing, do you play any interest instrument? I play piano some. I took piano lessons when I was a child. I don't practice as much as I should. So I'm a little bit rusty, but I do love to play when I get a chance. That's absolutely amazing. My husband actually um, plays piano in the pipe organ um, at church. So I, I understand those people who have a love of music. Yes. Um, and also those of us who have been blessed by God with a voice who can sing. I keep saying the Lord is going to bless me with the voice that I would like. At some point in the future, I'm going to keep praying. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, Rachel. So we heard that you are a nutritionist who helps women find their confidence and greater purpose. Why did you choose this as your career path? So my story is really a God story. It has God written all over it. When I was 21 years old, I was actually diagnosed with high blood pressure. I was overweight and I knew it. I had done this to myself and I knew it. I was a college student working full-time and living on pizza and McDonald's and I had a constant headache. So I went to the doctor and this is when I discovered that my blood pressure was extremely high. But when I asked the doctor point blank, if she thought losing weight would improve my blood pressure issues, she told me that it was probably genetic and it really wouldn't help. That answer just did not sit well with me. So 
I decided to take matters in my own hands and I began to lose weight. I did it all the wrong ways starting out, but this led me down a path of really being my own advocate and doing lots of research and really learning how to do it the right way. And so I ended up losing 45 pounds and coming off all medications. And really that story led me to pursue nutrition coaching and really turning that area over to God because I had never really done that before. I wanted to help others in similar situations not have to go through the same things I went through on my own journey. I wanted them to know they had someone out there advocating for them as well. Yes, I really, really love that story because I think a lot of, at least I I can relate, you know, being a a person who's always struggled with my weight and, and health and things like that. It makes a difference. And I love you, you know, you said, you had high blood pressure, you went to the doctor and you said to the doctor, you know, would losing weight help? And the doctor said to you, she doesn't think so. And you thought to yourself, that must not be right. And you went and started to do your own research. And what I love about that is the Holy Spirit in you would whisper to you that that might not by that might not be right and take you down a path that would then lead to being your career path and leading leading you to empowering other women. So that is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And I love the way you phrase that, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that that wasn't right. And I, I know God is in this, but I've never thought about that before. And that's so true. The Holy Spirit did speak to me and gave me the sense to to question that and to go to my own research. And it did, it, it led me to a, a career path that I never would have thought would have become my career. I never would have chosen this career, honestly, but when you align the desires of your heart with the desires that God has placed on your heart, it just all lines up and it's beautiful how it all plays out. Yes. I love that. It all lines up when you align your desires of your heart with what God wants for you, it all lines up. And that is amazing because I think that is an area, especially our physical health, that as women, we tend to neglect because we are so busy doing other things for other people. And Mm -hmm. I think it's amazing that, you know, God will have us on our journey to walking in our purpose. God would have us walk out the things for ourselves first, mm-hmm. learn the lessons for ourselves, and then take those lessons and go and run and help other people do it. So that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, it, it really is. Like when you when you decide to go in all in on God's purpose for you, that's where amazing things truly happen. Yes, that is where amazing things truly happen. So tell us about your journey to discovering your own confidence and purpose. Absolutely. So the reason that I truly decided to focus on leading women of faith to focus on health is I believe our physical health is tied to our spiritual health, emotional health, mental health. All of it is just so closely related and you can't truly be healthy if one of these areas is out of alignment. Something that really struck a chord with me in my own personal life was one day I had been on this journey. I don't even remember how many years I had been on this journey. And I actually went from one extreme to the other. So this is something unique about me. I was overweight and had high blood pressure issues 
And then when I started to lose weight, I actually got down to the other extreme where I became obsessed with it. I became really skinny and restricted myself to less than 1200 calories a day. And it was just so focused on being skinny. And I lost, I lost where I was supposed to be getting healthy and not just skinny. And I walked into a Christian bookstore and a copy of the Daniel plan was sitting there in front of me. And I thought, oh, this would be a great resource. It may have some great recipes in it. So I picked it up and I started reading and God just spoke to me in that bookstore. And I started crying and I'm like, I have not been taking care of my temple. I didn't take care of it when I was overweight. And now I'm not taking care of it because I'm not nourishing it the way I'm supposed to. And Truly, that was the turning point for me when I decided to do nutrition coaching. I wanted to learn how to fuel my body the right way and to start doing this the right way. Because, you know, I told you I did it all the wrong ways to start with. And that was truly my turning point. The blood pressure issue was my beginning, but this was my turning point of where I wanted to teach other people to incorporate the faith piece and to incorporate God into this area because. So many of us never think to turn our health over to God. We never think that he cares about this. You know, like we want to lose weight. We don't think that's something we should take to the Lord. But if you care about it, God cares about it. And it's so important to turn this area over to him. He's got his hand stretched out. He's just waiting for you to take it. And that was really what struck me when I picked that book up is that I was not taking care of the one temple that he gave me to go fulfill my greater purpose. And that's where all of this began for me. Wow. You said something really profound. You said, you know, we don't tend to turn this area over to God. And if we care about it, God cares about it. And it's so true because he is a good, good father and he wants what is best for us. And that includes us taking care of our physical health and your story about going from one extreme to another extreme. I completely understand that as well. I know there was a period in my life when I was younger where I was so obsessed with losing weight and being skinny. Um, one of my high school friends and I thought we can survive off of 500 calories a day. Oh my word. <laughs> that did not work and obviously did not last uh, longer, but we do tend to uh, look at our bodies. And I don't know if it's just the creation of, you know, social media and what we're seeing in the press. And we look at what our body looks like as, as the epitome of health, rather than taking care of the temple and what goes in it. And that might just be, you know, a side effect of if you're taking care of your body, then your body will look this way because you are taking care of it, not forcing ourselves to look a certain way just so that we look a certain way. Right. Exactly. It's it's about more than what you look like. It's about more than a number on a scale. And yes, those are great things that come with being healthy. Of course, we all want to look good. We all want to build that confidence, but those come with having a greater end goal in mind. And the end goal is to take care of yourself because you only get one body. And you were put here for a purpose and all of our purpose, like we all have different purposes. We're all here for different reasons. Some people are here um, to be missionaries. Some people are here to be pastors. Some people are here to be moms. Some people are here to be whatever you, whatever you're here for. And some, some of us have multiple reasons 
that we're here, multiple things that we are sent here to do. But if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't go out and do the God-given purpose that was instilled inside of us. And it's it's all about that. It is all about that. And you are right. If we don't take care of our physical body, we can never walk in our purpose fully because this will be sort of a thorn in our side that prevents us from doing all that God has called us to do. And that's one way that the enemy can use as a distraction for us to stop doing what we're supposed to be and what we're called to do by distracting us with issues that relate to our temple. So Rachel, I want to ask you, why do you think so many women struggle with our physical health? I feel like this is this is a hard truth here. I feel like we struggle with our physical health because we do put everybody else first. I mean, we as women, we're, we're conditioned to put everybody else first. We're conditioned to put our husbands first and our kids first and our jobs first. And we put ourselves on the back burner. I hear this a lot. And I even went through it when I became a mom, you kind of lose your identity a little bit and everything else comes first. And there's so many things that land on our shoulders. We're responsible for so much. You know, those of us that are working moms, we have to go to work and we still have to come home and clean and cook and get the kids where they need to go and try to get enough sleep at night and try to fit in exercise. And, you know, something doesn't get done. Usually it's the meal prep, the planning, the exercise, because that falls last on the list. And I feel like we don't feel like it's important to pour into ourselves, but we, if we continue to do that. And we've all heard you can't pour from an empty cup. But if we continue to do that, that leads to burnout. And it's just like the analogy about the airlines when you have to put on your own oxygen mask before you can put on the oxygen mask of someone else. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Cannot take care of others if you are running on empty and if you are completely burnout. I mean, if you aren't putting yourself or making yourself a priority, you're probably short with your husband, probably yelling at your kids. You're not functioning on all cylinders because you're sleep deprived. And it's hard to see that when we're in the moment, when we're deep in it. But when you take a step back and look, you do see, man, I really thought I was being selfish by putting myself first. But in reality, that's a necessity. Mm, Wow. In reality, putting ourselves first, it's a necessity. And you said it, and I know I've said it, um, we've said it on the podcast before, but I just want to emphasize this one point that self-care and taking care of yourself is not selfish. It is actually essential. Mm -hmm. It is so essential for you to be the person that you are called to be and the person you want to be. Because like Rachel said, it's right. When you're pouring from an empty cup, there is going to be some sort of repercussion for that, whether you mean it or not, whether you're short with your kids and you didn't mean to, or, you know, it's like walking on eggshells around you because you haven't taken the time to put yourself first. And it's so very important for us as women, especially to put ourselves first so that we can make sure that we are fine because we pour out into so many different vessels as wives, as mothers, as aunties aunties and teachers and all sorts of things. We, we play so many roles, right, as women. Mm-hmm. We help society to run 
as women because we're taking on so many different roles. So it's so important that we pour into ourselves. And just like we would take time out to spend with the Lord, to get into our word, to get into the Bible, to maybe go to church on a Sunday or go to Bible study in the middle of the week, we have to take out that time to take care of our physical health as well. So Rachel, for the ladies who are listening to us right now and maybe saying to themselves, you know what, this sounds like me. What Rachel described definitely sounds like me. And I want to put myself first and I want to put my physical health first, but I don't even know where to start. What would you suggest? What tips do you have for those women? I think it's essential when you're just getting started to not overcomplicate it. I feel like, and I say this all the time to my clients, you have to baby step your way to greatness. You can't try to start, you know, way over here at the end goal. You have to baby step your way there. I think for me um, and for most women, especially women of faith, I feel like starting your day off with Jesus is number one. I feel like implementing a morning routine, whatever that looks like for you. And it it may not be a morning routine. It may be a nighttime routine where you go to bed, um, you know, talking to Jesus. But, you know, I like what I like to do is get up, have a cup of coffee, have my Bible study time, have it while while the house is quiet and when nobody's around and um, really get that time in and pour, pour into myself spiritually so I can start off on the right foot. And then I think the second thing would be to have a plan in place because you've heard it in all areas. If you fail to plan, you know, you you plan to fail. And that's such a cliche statement, but it's so true. Just like if you don't carve out that time to spend with God, it's not going to happen, right? You have to put it, you have to make it a priority. So planning out whether whatever works for you, planning out your week or planning out just the night before what you're going to eat the next day and prioritizing healthy meals is so huge because you can get into situations where, you know, you're running behind and you have to stop at a drive-through to rely on dinner or whatever the case may be, if you don't have a plan in place. So you don't even have to make, make it a hard plan. You can do crock pot meals. You can do frozen veggies, make it as easy as you can. So you can baby step your way when you're just starting out. And then another thing that I think is essential is if you have a family, I feel like it's important to get the family on board. So with my toddler, he's three, he likes to go grocery shopping with me and he likes to pick out fun fruits and veggies. I'll let him pick something out and we'll um, incorporate it into the meal plan. We'll come up with some fun uh, dinner or breakfast or whatever. He loves to bake with me too. So getting the kids involved eliminates, you know, having to make separate meals for everybody, because that's another thing I hear a lot is where I'm going to have to make two separate meals for me, one for me and one for the family. If you get them involved and make it fun, it makes such a world of difference. Oh, I, I, I absolutely love your tips. So you have, you know, start your day with Jesus, you pour into yourself spiritually and then have a plate, a plan in place and baby steps. I love that idea of baby steps because I think when we start to think of our physical health and we start to think like, okay, now is the time to get healthy. We tend to think, oh my God, I have to go on a diet. Mm-hmm. I've got to either go on a diet or I need to fast, or we think of being very restrictive. And and I think we all know that when we go on bad diets or quick diets, they don't really make the long lasting change we want. 
yes, we may slim down initially, but we tend to put on, I would say, if not the same pounds more, at least in my experience, it would always be more than I started out with. So how do we switch our mindset? Actually, before I even get into switching our mindsets from, you know, the diet to the healthy living, how do we know, how are we identifying, what are some of the symptoms that you can identify or help us identify, Rachel, that will demonstrate to us that, you know what, maybe I need to to focus on my physical health. Maybe I need to check in and see what's wrong because it's not, everybody needs to focus on their physical health. I think it doesn't matter what size you are. I think everybody needs to focus on their physical health in one way or another. So what are some of the symptoms that the woman you help, you would quickly hear and be able to identify that that is, you know, an indicator that we need to start working on our physical health and taking care of our temple. The biggest things that I see from women who come to me is that they are tired. They have fatigue. They have no energy. They feel bloated all the time. They just, they, they may have headaches. They're not sleeping well. Those are the biggest things that I see. They just do not feel good in general. And they can't pinpoint why, but they also know that they have not been eating as they should. They haven't been getting in some type of exercise. And when I say exercise, you don't have to train for a marathon. You don't have to be this bodybuilder at the gym. You can just go walking. Like you find whatever movement works for you, but they know they haven't been prioritizing those things. They know they haven't been prioritizing their food. They've just been running through drive-thrus and relying on pizza and things like that. They are, they're, they're not sleeping well at night because they're not getting the fuel they need during the day. Right. Because if we don't get the fuel we need during the day, it can affect our sleep. And then when our sleep suffers and we don't get the fuel we need at night, our body's going to search for it during the day. And it's going to want to search for the starchy carbs because those are quick sources of energy. Right. So our sleep gets affected. We're super tired. We feel run down, burnout. We feel bloated because our body's not getting the nutrition that it needs. It's not getting the um, nutrients, not getting the vitamins and minerals it needs overall do not feel good. And those are classic signs that we need to take a look and take a step back at what we're eating, what we're fueling our bodies with, if we're getting enough sleep and whether we're getting enough movement in throughout the day. Wow. Those are good indicators. And some of the things that you said, I I didn't even um, take into consideration there is things like you said, you know, fatigue and having headaches, but also being bloated all the time. <laughs> I will admit that is something that I, I struggle with myself, but it is such an indicator, I guess. I guess what's going on in the inside of our bodies will always reflect on the outside in one way or another. Right. And the symptoms that you have indicated to us it, it are ways that, you know, not being healthy manifests itself on the outside. So we were mentioning it before, but I want to go deeper now. So now you've told us what to look out for. What are some of the signs and symptoms? Now, how do we focus on not just doing a quick fat diet um, or cut out old carbs because, you know, or keto or whatever it is um, that that's popular in the moment and actually do more of a lifestyle change that will be long lasting. Yeah, I I do not 100% do not believe in cutting out food groups unless you have some sort of allergy. There's nothing off the table 
I don't mean bread. Let's eat it. <laughs> Let's not cut out bread. I feel like a lot of people, that's the first thing they do is I got to cut carbs. I can't eat any carbs. And that's just not sustainable. And it's like you were saying earlier where you do these quick fix diets and then you gain it all back plus some. And it's because we go into the restrict and binge cycle, right? We restrict ourselves for a week or two trying to stick to this you know, super strict diet, 1200 calories or less. And then we just go crazy because that's not sustainable. And we're like, I just want a piece of cake. And then you eat the piece of cake and then you just can't stop eating. You just start binging because you've restricted yourself for so long. And then you get the mindset where you're like, well, it's just not meant for me to be able to do this. I'm just destined to be overweight. I'm just destined to be unhealthy. And then you start the self-sabotage game where you get in your own head and your subconscious starts playing tricks on you. So the way that we combat this is we start on the journey to food freedom. The way I go through this with my clients is we talk about food freedom where nothing is off limit. You can have anything you want. You just have to ask yourself two questions before you eat. You ask yourself, why am I eating this? And is it worth it to me? And we go back to why am I eating this being, am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Or am I sad? Am I bored? Do I just want it because it tastes good? Those type questions. And then is it worth it to me? And not even just the guilt we may feel afterwards, because I don't want anybody to ever feel guilty about eating, but physically, how's it going to make me feel? Is it worth it to me? Is, do I know this is going to make me bloated? Is this going to upset my stomach? Is it worth feeling you know, the sugar crash later? If you're having to hide in the pantry to eat chocolate, to keep it from your kids, is that really a good reason to be eating? So just asking yourself those questions and being really conscious about, is this the best fuel I can be fueling the temple that God gave me and putting it into that perspective truly helps so much. You can have a piece of birthday cake. If you're celebrating your kid's birthday, that's absolutely worth it. Celebrate your, your child is a year older. Enjoy that with them. But there are, you know, if it's a random Tuesday night when you're wanting to binge a bag of chips, that's probably not worth it. So just putting it in that perspective and not limiting yourself and not restricting yourself, that mindset really and truly turns everything around. You you said, you know, being conscious and being more present when it comes to eating. And I think, and what we're putting in our bodies, and I think that's so important because like you said, once we go on those fad diets, and I think you described it as a restrict and binge cycle. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people and a lot of women especially have been on a restrict and binge cycle their entire lives because they're always trying to keep up you know, they, they get to a point, they lose weight, they've done a diet, they feel great. Then they start binging because they've accomplished whatever goal they were losing weight for. And then it's over and over and over again of restrict binge, restrict binge. And I can't imagine what that's doing to our bodies on the inside. Right. Yeah. Our bodies don't know what to do. And this is where metabolism starts getting out of whack and Truly, we mess up our metabolism when we do restrict because our bodies are like, when are you going to feed me again? And then when you do, or before you do, it starts holding on to everything because it doesn't know when it's going to get enough fuel. And then when you do start feeding it again, it's already been conditioned to hold on to what you've given it. So then it starts holding on even more. Mm. Um, so we go through that cycle. And that's why when you do a fad diet and you start to binge eat, you do gain more weight back because you've you've 
send conflicting signals to your body. Your body doesn't know what to do. And that's why we have to reframe and to look at food as what it is. It's just fuel. God gave us food to fuel our bodies, to go out and do our greater purpose. And once we figure that out, and once we realize that food is not the enemy, food is fuel, food is good, and there there is no bad food, it's just the right relationship with food, then we don't have to do the restriction binge. We just eat. That's just how we eat. You, you've just said so much. And I'm <laughs> sitting here and I'm taking like a bunch of notes because this is the conversation that we need to be having when it comes to food. You know, what you said, food is just fuel. It's not the enemy. It is good. It is there to help us towards our greater purpose. We just need to understand that. So how much would you say does mindset play a part in our journey towards food freedom? It's everything. If you go into it with the mindset that you're going to fail, you will. You have to have your mindset right. Just like if you're trying to learn a new sport, like we're, we're trying to teach my son how to play t-ball right now. I mean, he's three, then he has a lot of fun with it. But if he doesn't go into the mindset that he's going to do it, he won't. I mean, he is stubborn. <laughs> and I feel like we are all stubborn in some ways where we just put up a wall. You know, we failed at a lot of things in our lives. And especially when we failed at diets, right? We put up a wall and we're like, well, I hope this will work, but I don't have a lot of hope, you know? I really don't have a lot of hope. I don't have a lot of faith this is going to work because nothing else has worked for me in the past. And if we go into it with that mindset, then it won't work. We have to put in the work. There is no quick fix. There is no magic pill. There is no drink that you can drink that's going to melt the pounds off. Like I said before, God has his hand stretched out, willing to help us, but we have to do our part and we have to do the work. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to feel good. He wants us to enjoy this life that he's given us, but we have to do the work. And part of that work is mindset. We have to get our mindset right. We have to trust in him. We have to have faith in him. We have to let go of the control of this area, the one area that it's so hard for us to turn over to him because we want to control it. And I feel like subconsciously, we feel like it's not big enough to give to God. Like he, he can, we give a lot of other things to him and give big things to him, but we don't want to give this over. We want to keep control of this thing. And when, once we finally let go and have the faith that we can do this with God's help, we can actually achieve this goal. That's where everything changes. That's where this can be the, the ticket to get you where you want to go. This can be the way that gets you to that true lifestyle change where it's not just another diet you're doing, but this is just the way you eat now. This is just how you live now. And you don't have to restrict. You don't have to binge. And the mindset with this flows over to all areas of life, it flows over to the mindset you have with your parenting, the mindset you have with your walk with Jesus. It can strengthen your faith, the mindset you go into with your job. I mean, mindset literally affects 
everything. Yes, it surely does. And that was surely powerful that we can incorporate God in our journey. This is not something that it's too small for him. This is something that he can partner with us. We can partner with him and he can hold our hand through this journey. And just like we would trust him in other areas, we have to learn how to give up control and trust God in this area. Wow. That is so good. Rachel, what you are, I know you are a certified nutritionist. When is the right time? If somebody, you know, is listening to us right now and they're saying, wow, that really does sound like me, that, that, that does sound like some of the issues that I'm having and problems that I'm having also letting go in this area. When is the right time to see a nutritionist? I feel like Honestly, it's always the right time, right? Because there's so much conflicting information. You spoke about it a little earlier with cutting carbs and keto. There are so many fad diets floating around and they seem to change constantly because we went through the low fat phase back in the nineties. And now it's, you know, high fat with keto and cutting carbs. And we went through the Atkins phase, South beach diet. It's constantly changing. There's so much information coming out there. And it's just really hard to do it on your own when you're trying to Google everything and piece all of it together and try to figure out nutrition labels and marketing strategies that diet culture puts out there. It's so confusing. And I feel like when you have somebody in your corner helping you, guiding you along the way that yes, you can do it on your own. You are smart. You are capable. You can do this on your own. But like we also said in the beginning, we play so many roles and we have so much on our plate. And This can be an area where if you seek help, if you seek someone who specializes in this area, it can cut out so much of the confusion and help you start to lead a life, um, a healthy life for you and your family, you know, because you, whatever you learn, you spill over to your family and start incorporating in their lives as well. I feel like just getting help from someone who has all the answers in one place where you don't have to search in a million different areas can truly impact your life. Yes, Rachel, I completely agree. When you have somebody who can guide you along this path, make it easier, weed out all the myths and get you on the right path and also hold you accountable it will definitely help. Rachel, this has been an amazing interview. You have given us so many good nuggets to help us along our journey and to really have some time to self-reflect on our temple and how we're feeling and when it's time to move into an area where you are honoring God through what you're putting in your temple. So Rachel, before we go, I must ask you to tell us where we can connect with you, where we can work with you and how we can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm at Rachel Megs King on Instagram. And then I have, I'm on Facebook. I don't really have a page on Facebook, but I do have a group that you can join and it's called heart, soul, mind, and body wellness. And I would love to see all of you amazing ladies there. Yes. And as you know, purpose chasers, of course, I will put Everything Rachel has said in the show notes, so you can click the link, definitely connect with her and tell her that you heard her here on the podcast. Rachel, this has been so amazing. I've really enjoyed 
this interview and I've really enjoyed chatting with you. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe and also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.